Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 2nd of December and the episode title is Protection and Partnerships. DR Games is in the spotlight thanks to votes from Geek Nata's fantastic patrons. I know this is uncharacteristically fast but I'm in contact with DR Games already. Okay, the ball is in my court to get some questions over to them, so I'll do that next week. It's all because of the festive season, right? It eats into time and money while generating reasons to go out and have fun. With a bit of diligence, we'll attempt to get the best of all worlds and get those interview questions up before the end of the year. So, who are the candidates for January 2024 then? Who do Geek Nature's patrons get to vote for? I'm glad you asked. They are Dread Maps, Darren Drader Designs, Bloat Games, Table 30 Press, and Team Walworth Designs. Ronwin and I are just back from an event called First Saturday. Before retreating to our respective homes through the dark Edinburgh Trail, we were lazily battling our way on the border of the old and new Edinburgh towns. The game is called Ingress, which you might remember from the hype of its Google launch, then mentioned as a precursor to Pokemon Go. It's old, but some of us still play, and it's my excuse to go for a walk. I'm an old level 16 grump. Bronwyn is new to it, and I had the great pleasure of watching what happened when she hit level 6, accessed a new tier of weaponry, and then set about rescuing portals with deadly abandon. And that's what you get at an event like First Saturday, when there's no particular focus on shielding your portals. It's all about the attack. But I'm not here to talk about an old augmented reality game though, and the connections to a press release I got about a new service from Atlas VPN. The company has introduced tech to protect your Apple TV. Had you imagined that was necessary? Is your PlayStation protected via VPN? Are the smart lights or the thermostats in your apartment? Do they need to be? I'm a Google and Windows person, so I don't need this Mac level of protection, but I imagine some people would rather have it than not. The discussion as to whether the service helps reduce buffering and lag seems to be a bit of a rabbit hole. However, it's my conjecture is that will start to get more and more VPNs deployed at the router level, perhaps the ISP level, and that will start a debate both about the pointlessness of your ISP being your VPN while also becoming a political debate about privacy versus security and safety. That one again. I think just even at a residential level, having a myriad of device-specific VPNs becomes unsustainable. And I suspect a local network defence or encryption is the only possible answer. In RPG news this week, there's another key piece of technology that might also be coming increasingly unsustainable. And that is Roll20's VTT. In 2024, Roll20 won't just face competition from Fantasy Grounds and Foundry, but they'll have to contend with Wizards of the Coast's own Unreal Engine-powered official VTT. Roll20 have this week announced Jumpgate, which is a rebuild of the behind-the-scenes code. In some places, code more than a decade old is going. A new code which leans towards web GPU is coming in. 
WebGPU is near future tech and it's about graphics and browsers. In fact, Unity, Unreal's open source rival, has announced future support for it. It's possible to imagine Roll20 starting to compete with the likes of Board Game Arena and Tabletopia next year, or just after, depending on how quickly Jumpgate rolls out. I think virtual tabletops are here to stay, but I don't think all the virtual tabletops we have in 2023 will be here in 2025. And that made me think of interviews covered in Routinely Itemized this week, and where Dicebreaker talked to Matt Mercer. Alex Meehan's second interview with the Critical Role DM discovers that Matt isn't worried about the actual play bubble bursting. In fact, Matt can see it becoming increasingly mainstream. Granted, the voice talent does say it will need adaptation, care and timing, and he also talks about unsustainable budgets. However, if the word bubble was used without being challenged, then that's pretty significant. But I do agree, budgets are the magic factor here. If the money coming in is greater than the money going out, i.e. the costs, then actual plays will persist. I can see many actual play stars on social media being appropriately biting when they're offered a role without being offered money for it. The thing is, I've been playing role-playing games for free for years. It's a hobby. I enjoy it. No one asked me to dress up for it, I suppose. If someone happened to stream a game I was in and I had no objections, then I don't see why I'd ask money for it. If someone made money from the game I was in, which they streamed, and that's a different matter. I suspect I'd want a fair cut. That seems sustainable. But whether my cut would pay for a slice of pizza, or whether it'd become my salary for a month, is the debate. And actual plays aren't the only spicy tabletop topic this week. Goodman Games announced the Indie RPG Creator Summit, and you might think their reaction was, yay, more love for indie games but that was not the universal story. Emphasised by a poster and social media thumbnail for the online event, all the speakers are white and present as male. Maybe that's a statistical representation of the indie design community, but I imagine it would have been possible to invite a woman or a person of colour to speak. In fact, Goodman Games has people who present as women on their About Us page. I don't associate Goodman Games with the toxic aspects of OSR, So I think this was just an oversight. By now, we should be deep into the podcast title of Protection and Partnerships, but let's keep going and talk about high strangenesses. Respect Division and the comic book publisher Oni Press. Spectre Vision is Elijah Wood's production company. That's the Elijah Wood of The Lord of the Rings, Sin City, and The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, to name just a few. And LA Comic Con is on right now just as I say these words, and it's at LA Comic Con about right now that Oni and Elijah are talking about their plans. High Strangenesses is either an imprint to make comics or the name of a comic book series about cryptids and other weird stuff. If movie makers are only interested in reboots or turning comic book IPs into films, then I understand the logic of getting into comic books. This week, Bronwyn wrote up some research from the Toy Zone on the most popular Funko Pops by country, and once again, we see geek franchises and comic books. The most expensive Funko, by the way, seems to be the superhero Stan Lee Platinum Metallic, of which only 10 were ever made, 
and one sold last year for $18,000. The toy zone, I think, used search frequencies, that old trick, to work out which was the most popular Funko by country, and then tallied the Funkos that appeared the most often. It was a tie for first place, with Moon Knight and Naruto the most popular in five countries each. After those two, the top eight are Captain America, Thor, Pikachu, Stranger Things, Batman, Boba Fett, Spider-Man and Minecraft. In the UK, Rick, I presume from Rick and Morty, was the most popular pop, Princess Leah in the States and the NHL in Canada. My highlight is that in the Philippines, the most popular Funko is Jollibee. And that's actually a fried chicken fast food restaurant. The Funko is their B logo. From fast food to fast feet and another team up, Brumlin also noticed that RSVLST, they of great but expensive shirts, had teamed up with Street Fighter. The designs look good, but I still think they're a Loki alligator and their Jurassic Park designers are more sly. On to outros and some bundle offers for you. And this week we are exclusively with the bundle of holding. Sly Farish has both the Lazy GM and Fantastic Adventures on offer. The 1998 edition of Shadowrun, that's 3E, is also in the bundle. And I think it's selling like hotcakes. A new but short-lived offer from Magpie Games is their emotional horror where all the players play the same character. That's Bluebeard's Bride. But on that note, look in the basement, keep safe, do your shopping, and see you next week.